and welcome to Pocket Thoughts. On today's episode, we will be talking about mentors and mentorship. We dive into topics about how to find the right mentor, what you can provide for your mentor, and how having a mentor is even like being in a relationship with your significant other. I hope you guys enjoy the show and check out all of our social media to keep up with us and our company, Educating Entrepreneurs. Welcome to Pocket Thoughts. We all hope you enjoyed our last episode, the new switch up we're doing. Today's episode, we are going to be focusing on mentors and mentorship. Bobby, take it away. I don't know what you guys think, but do you think it would be, I thought it was kind of valuable the way we did it last time in a sense where we all kind of had our full length statements. And then from there, everyone kind of built off of that person's statement. And then we moved on to the next person. I don't remember us having a thing like that, but yeah. Sounds useful. Sounds good, Bobby. Okay. So anyways, what we're going to discuss this week is mentorship, which we think is so insanely important when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's just, it's extremely underrated. So I hope... Based on what we tell you over the next hour, we can encourage you guys to find a mentor if you don't already have one. So let me just start. I think this might be a good starting point. What is a mentor? I guess I would say if I really thought about what a mentor is, it's a more experienced and somewhat knowledgeable person who can teach you or nurture you or, well, I guess I can't use the word mentor, but develop you. It's somebody who can either positively influence you, it can positively influence you either personally or professionally. I think we'll probably touch on the professional side a little more today. But for the most part, what's most important about a mentor is that they have experiences that you can learn from. And I think that is a huge part of mentorship, especially when you're trying to define a mentor. If we want to get down to some of the facts, I was looking it up quick to see how important mentorship was in small businesses. And Cabbage Incorporated, they're a, I think Joey could tell me this, it, they're a finance, something in finance, um, whatever. They did a survey in 2018 and they surveyed 200 small business owners throughout the U.S. to evaluate the importance of mentorship. And they found that actually... Uh, they found that 22% of small businesses had mentors, which means 78% of business owners did not have professional guidance, which actually kind of blew my mind because I can't imagine living without a mentor. If we take a step back and we actually think about what that means, you know, 20% of small businesses fail in their first year, 30% fail in their second, and 50% fail after five years. Yet, so many of these small businesses aren't taking advantage of mentors when 92% of these business owners agreed that mentors can have a direct impact on their growth and survival. So it kind of 
it was so counterintuitive or the contradictory that small business owners actually believe or they know that mentors make a big difference yet they don't optimize mentors. So I think really, I think we just all need them. And I think we need them because good mentors, they essentially, they help you set measurable goals. And I know from my personal experience, all of my mentors sit me down pretty much quarterly. I meet with my mentors quarterly and they give me goals in which I need to hit um, by the time I meet with them again the next quarter. So they give me tasks that I need to complete every three months, which is huge. I think a good mentor also never lets you settle and they never let you become complacent. So I actually get random emails from some of my better mentors saying stuff like, hey, what happened this week with social media? What happened with the challenges? Why did I only see you pump out 10 pieces of content when you claimed you were going to do 12? Like, they hold you to a higher standard and they keep on pushing you. I also think good mentors share personal experiences. They have to be willing to open up to you so you can actually learn from those experiences. They also have to be very blunt. And a good example of that, and I've told this before, I think, on the podcast, but one of my favorite mentors, Greg Frankenfield, sat me down one time in front of essentially his entire staff in St. Louis Park, where there were 300 or so employees in the room. And he just started swearing at me, calling me a piece of crap. He said that I, I fucking suck at following through on anything. And I'm never going to become an entrepreneur because when things get tough, I either sell the business or I give the money back that I raised. So having someone that's super blunt is huge. Second to last thing, I think they really help you stay in business longer. And I think that's because they have the knowledge, they have the ability to understand what you should be doing, and they can help you structure your company differently. And the last thing really I think is the network. Anyone that you have as a mentor, they should have a crazy network around them that you can also optimize if you bring that individual mentor enough value. So before I kind of turn it over to the old boys, I think it's important to also realize that finding a good mentor isn't necessarily easy. I think if everyone, if finding a good mentor was easy, I would say those 78% and the 78% of business owners that don't have professional guidance would have them. I think you just need to assume when trying to find a mentor, you need to assume, you can't assume that everyone or anyone is too busy for you. You'd be surprised how many people are willing to mentor. And you know, actually from that study by Cabbage, they actually found that 61% of small business owners currently mentor people. And that's kind of a game changer and that's why you should take advantage of that. The second thing about finding a mentor, don't take a mentor's time or advice for granted. These people are putting in serious effort to make you more successful. And I think you have to treat it that way. You have to treat it like it's valuable. Um, the third thing is you need to send appreciation notes. Or more importantly, you need to sacrifice something for them. A good example is one of my favorite mentors. I, I emailed him recently and said, here's the deal. You do so much for me and I do nothing for you. And realistically, I can't do anything for your company. I was like, what can I do for you? 
Like before we have our next meeting, you need to give me a task that helps you out. And he just sends me an email back going, Bobby, I need about 800 feet of goose defense line put out at my house. All the, all the fences are broken. You're going to have to buy new ones and then you're going to have to set them up. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's not a problem. And then I looked them up and they're like 300 bucks per 50 feet of it. I legitimately looked at it. I was like, son of a gun. I'm going to have to spend like 2000 bucks on goose defense lines. But the thing is, you know, I think a lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, that's totally not worth it. I'm not going to help that. I'm not going to even do it because it's not even worth this metricship opportunity. But the thing is, when I look at it in the long run, this guy is running a, a worldwide company. So the fact that I'm just spending 2000 bucks to put in a goose defense line for him, like he's going to sit down and realistically, a two hour conversation with my mentor could save me months of time and tens of thousands of dollars. Because he just has that much experience. So you need to think about what they're actually, how much value they're bringing you and how you need to repay them for that value. Another thing is, I think everyone needs to figure out exactly what you might bring to that mentor in the present or the future. So whatever mentor you find, this is going to be a long-term thing. So find mentors that either fit who you are as a person or they fit your business or whatever it may be and make sure you can provide them value in the future because they're going to want to continue to mentor you if you keep bringing them constant value through what you're building. The last thing is sometimes, you know, when you're finding your mentor, you need to do something crazy. Everyone thinks that these crazy successful people are off limits when they really aren't. I've done things like send, I've, I've told these guys this before, but I've sent mentors shirts that are custom made for them. I've sent them pizzas, just show up at their offices and said, I've had notes on the pizza saying, Hey, like you haven't had time to talk to me. So I'm worried about you eating. So here's some pizza. Give me a call if you have time. And I'm just waiting downstairs for them. Um, I've sent them like drones, but I've sent them a drone without a uh the actual controller so I, I essentially have a note saying hey i saw that you love flying drones with your kid like here's the drone if you're willing to meet with me for x amount of time i'll bring the controller so you sometimes have to do crazy things to get the mentors you want but once you get those mentors realistically mentors can change your life well i will not have a uh answer statement as long as that but those are all very great things um i've not gone to that amount of length to find a mentor i found mine through work and that is just being my manager that i have right now i kind of just i was switched around to different groups and after being with different managers i realized that the manager that i had was probably the best fit for me mm -hmm. and the best to be my mentor he doesn't I haven't like told him like, Hey, you're my mentor, but I basically go to him for anything work related, kind of life related to, um, I've mentioned this a few times already, but he just seems like the guy that's on the right path for doing things. And he's on a path that I want to follow. But I think more workplaces need to kind of give you that mentor that you have at work instead of you kind of going to find your own, like maybe kind of help you get a coach or something when you start. Cause the program that my manager's in right now is a 
key account sales program that he's in and they like set you up with a mentor and that's essentially like a VP with a company or like a director. And I think that's good and all when you get that high up in a company, but I also think you need something that is for when you start to kind of get you on that path, keep you motivated. There's a lot of motivation that needs to come from yourself, but I think to have someone there kind of pushing you, guiding you in the right direction and getting you to where you want to go and helping you in that way. Cause I think right now I don't, no one really has that. And it's kind of something that you have to seek out on your own and make meetings and basically push yourself at that point. But I think, I don't know if it's just my company, but I think some companies need to kind of help you in that direction. You guys have a, a like a mentorship thing when you, when you first enter the company? No, like that's what I was saying is like, you get set up with these coaches, but that's just to get you through your like beginning training. And it's really like, so they, it's a short, they, it's just short term. Yeah, it's short. And they didn't really have it established when I started. Like it was kind of like meet with your coach and talk about this for five minutes. And it's not really anything that would really help you. I guess if you wanted to take it further, you could kind of push yourself to say, Hey, help me with this. I have questions with this, but there really wasn't like too many prompts in the beginning. And I guess like when I first started, it's like, you're kind of shy when you first come into your job that you like, you don't think that you're going to, you think that you're wasting someone's time. And it didn't really seem like it was like, okay, go talk to your coach now, set up a meeting. And it's like, well, I don't even know this guy really. I don't know what, what he's like or anything like that. So it was kind of just like forcing it on you. And I think as a new employee, that's either something that you have to just get over right away or kind of just take it on as it comes. I think Bobby and uh, and Brandon covered a, a, a good amount of information about mentors. Um, I think some points I just kind of want to emphasize are, um, one, it's, it's a two-way street. Um, you're not just trying to suck up all the value you can from them and give them nothing in return. They're looking for value as well, and you need to provide that. And I actually have a few questions that I want to go over after we all go through and talk about mentorship that relates to that. So I'll come back to that. So just emphasizing that it's a two-way street, and not only do you are you trying to get value, but you are trying to provide value to your mentor as well. Um, the other thing is that it is it's a long-term relationship. This isn't. This isn't some short-term deal that you're doing for six months or a year. This is this is a long-term relationship that you need to invest in, and you need to really appreciate the time that they're investing in, like Bobby was saying, because their time is very, very valuable, probably more valuable than yours at this point. And so you need to be appreciative of that and realize this is an investment. So I have a few questions that... Um, I want to ask, but I want to let Brady give his take on mentorship. I just have two quick things. I don't, I, I think most of it's been touched on and these might've been too. I'm not sure if Bobby, you touched on these. Um, you might've, you probably did in some regard, but um, I just had two things that personally, when I think about mentorship that I want to note on, I think the first one is that primarily meant, I think people look at mentorship only in the light of a work or a, a company sort of fashion. So maybe for like your business or whatever. And um, I think that's like a great place to do it and obviously very necessary. But I think one part that gets overlooked is like finding mentors just for things that you are care about or are passionate about. Mentorship shouldn't just be for like one thing, like 
I want to grow myself professionally in my role at work. Like that's great. But like find something that you really love to do, um, whether it's um, entrepreneurship or or maybe it's a, a certain sport. Maybe you want to become like a long distance biker or you want to learn to play an instrument like you can find mentors in a lot of different areas or um, increase your financial awareness. Um, I think mentors can come in like a lot of different areas and you don't have to have one mentor that just is like your life mentor. Like obviously that's great if you find that person, but it's best if you can find someone that has skill in a certain area that you want to learn from. So um, I don't want to get like tunnel vision into the only get a mentor for your career. Um, although that's awesome. I think you can get mentorship in a lot of other areas. And I think those are probably the, the areas that are most overlooked that people don't get mentors from. That was the first part. The second part is when you're going out and finding a mentor, I think we're in this place of don't take no for an answer sort of. And I, I, I'm fully on board with that. And I agree with that. But um, I think you need to be respectful of your mentor's time, um, not just their time, but the way that you approach it. So a lot of times people, if you're asking someone to be your mentor, they've probably got 10 or 20 or 100 asks from other people as well. So be respectful and mindful of how you're asking that because you're much more likely to get an answer if you're responding and saying, hey, I understand if you're too busy, too busy to get back to me. I know your time is valuable rather than you saying like, I look forward to hearing back from you. Kind of like the sly way of saying like, reply to me. Um, I, I think it's totally fine to reach out to someone one, two, three times, like multiple times over and over. But um, I think you have to do it in a respectful way, in a way that someone's going to want to respond to you. So um, recognizing that people's time is valuable and recognizing that, hey, if you're too busy to do this, I completely understand. I can reach out another time. Um, giving them multiple options, like you can call me, you can email me. I think sometimes people go a little bit overboard on the, I expect your response or like, I'm available this time and this time, like kind of leave the door open to them. And you guys might have different opinions on that, but I've had very good luck with like being like for first and foremost, like I understand your time is valuable and, um, that comes before whatever else. Um, but I, I'd, I'd very much love to hear back from you. So, um, my two things were just mentorship comes in a lot of different areas and a lot of different shapes and sizes. And then um, being respectful of, of the mentors that you are seeking out. Yeah, and I just want to piggyback off of what Brady just said, because that is true. You have to remember there are a lot of people out there that you probably want to talk to, and they do get hundreds, if not thousands, of messages a day. And, you know, I think it's important to also realize that there are people out there that you might desperately want to mentor you, and it's just, it might not happen but there's other ways for them to mentor you like read books that they put out, listen to their podcasts. Like you can pick up a lot of tidbits from people. The biggest thing with mentorship is you're learning from experiences and, and you're trying to learn something from their experiences. So you don't need to experience it yourself. And when we're specifically talking about entrepreneurship and I agree with Brady, I mean, you, you should find mentors for every part of your life. It's just huge, but when specifically talking about entrepreneurship, think about it in a way that, you know, beyond your mentors that you meet with face-to-face, -face, like look for the business owners that you have loved and like read their books, listen to their podcasts, and you're going to be able to see the strategies they have used to build their company. And then you can mimic those strategies. Like they've already built something for you to build off of. Like that's how you should look at mentors. Like personal experiences, life hacks, things of this nature, they've already done it for you. So you can build off of that. You just need to take advantage of that. So 
I think it's really important to understand that mentors can come in a million different forms. And it really just comes down to you actually optimizing and taking advantage of what they're telling you and not just letting it go in your ear, walk away and do nothing with it and then show up again and hear that same information over and over again. That's why it's so insanely valuable. And the second thing I was gonna say, you know, in entrepreneurship, like if you're out there and you're even starting a company and you have a small company right now, not only find a mentor, but mentor somebody. Legitimately, if you find someone to mentor, surprisingly, it's gonna make you think through your company differently because you're gonna be like, how do I put this in a way that it's like really basic, really simplistic for this person to understand? And you start to understand while you're mentoring someone, like, wow, I actually might've made a mistake there when I'm thinking about it. Or you might actually have the person that you're mentoring say, wait, why did you do it that way? And it kind of makes you rethink your business. And realistically, like if you're mentoring someone, I guarantee you get more out of it than what you put into it. Quick story, like a group that I was mentoring, I mean, sure, it made me feel like crap about myself because I was like, crap, they take my advice better than I do. But a group that I was mentoring or a group of entrepreneurs, they started five months ago and I told them the strategy that they should follow. And I was like, if you follow this strategy, I guarantee you'll be, Gary V will fly you out. Gary V flew him out yesterday. And they sent me a picture with Gary and they're like, the strategy worked. And I just sat there and was like, yeah, so fulfilling. But at the same time, I was like, son of a, I'm not even capable of doing that. <laughs> but like, realistically, when you see someone you're mentoring actually do something well, it, it feels amazing. So there's two sides of the street right now. And I think if you're starting a business, like you should explore both sides because both sides will bring you a ton of value. I 100% agree with that. Um, I had one more thing to add hearing, going off of what Bobby said. Um, I think we've talked a lot about like the lead up and the actual having a mentor. Um, one thing I wanted to note on, on the backside and you brought up like following up, writing thank you notes, that sort of thing. I think that's immensely important. Um, I think one, one thing that's important as a, as a mentee um, and something that can set you apart and like develop that relationship is take note of things that that person cares about and things that are going on in their life. So like, yes, they might be mentoring you and like growing your business. So all you want to know from them is what do they do for their business? And like, how can they make your business better? How did they get their business to where they are? But the way that you're going to like grow this relationship and actually have a good standing, long standing relationship with them is finding out what they do on their, on their spare time. Like, what do they do outside of, outside of their job? Like, what do they like to, what do they like to enjoy their, like spend their time doing? Well, do they have a family? Like, do they like to travel really small things and take note of those things. And when you're writing a thank you or follow up, like put that in there, like, Hey, hope you had a good trip with like, your wife and your two daughters, like, oh, heard you guys got the dog, hope the training is going well, like whatever it is, um, that stuff stands out a lot. And I, I think that's like, if, you, if you're meeting with 100 people, you're going to remember the three people that remember things about you, like, yeah, they're going to be, it, they can be really helpful and beneficial to you, your company and you as a person. But you actually have to show that you care about them as a person as well, because it's, it's not just you sucking all the information out of them. And we've talked a lot about two way streets. But like showing you care goes a long way. And I think even as a mentee, that's really important to do. Bobby touched on it a little bit. Because we've been talking about how it's a two-way street, how do you find a way to bring someone value that 
I don't know, you don't think you can bring value to. Um, you don't know what you um, are able to give them or do for them that will be as valuable as what they're giving you. Um, so how do you find that? Is it simply just asking, what can I do for you, like Bobby said? Or is it something else? Or when does it come down to that situation? Um, I don't know, you guys have some insight on that? Bobby, do you have anything specific? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's dependent on where the relationship's at. So, like, the people that I ask, hey, what can I do for you right now? That's someone that's been mentoring me for a while. So, like, we're at that point in the relationship where it's like, I've had two meetings with you, and you haven't made me do crap for you. Like, it's time for you to make me do something. Like, and that's just the way it is. But individuals that I don't really know at that level yet, like early mentors or just people that I'm testing out to become mentors, like I'll do the simplest stuff. Like someone that owns a company, I'll sift through their entire website and just look for grammatical errors. Like it sounds so stupid, but like every site that has a ton of information has grammatical errors. Like, I'm finding right now that there's just huge companies that just have tons of errors in their About Us pages and stuff. And I'll just meet with the owner of the company. I'll be like, I know I can't provide you a lot of value, but I just wanted to let you know I was looking through your site. And I found this error here, so I decided to look through your entire site. And if you look at some of these different areas on your page, I just have your editor or whatever quickly fix that up. And, like, those are little baby things but it really isn't about the fact that I think in that scenario, like I'm never going to provide him as much value as he can provide me. But it's the fact that he consciously knows that I sat down and I looked through all of their content just to create little baby value ads. Like even though it's not to massive scale. Has anyone ever taken that the wrong way when you point out their mistakes or anything? Never. Commonly, when you're at the point where you're running a half a billion billion dollar company you failed pretty epically at some pretty big things where a little baby spelling error or some formatting that went wrong i mean they don't they don't take that to heart that's one of their employees like they don't look at it and go oh i'm devastated that one of my staff members didn't format that correctly it's just something where they go oh yeah i'm gonna let them know thank you you know so it's really just I think to answer Joey's question, it really comes down to showing that you genuinely care, like, and that you're, you're consciously making the effort to provide value. And like, there have been other extremes where there have been people that are in the marketing industry where I've legitimately sat there for a day sifting through their marketing strategy and gone, I don't understand why you're not optimizing college students right now. And that's kind of my field. And for free, I put together some different strategies that I think would work really well for you. And I know you're not the one doing marketing in your company, but like I would happily, after we talk or meet, I would happily sit down with your CMO. Like I'd love to throw some of these ideas by him and just run some of them by him and he can take any he wants. I just know that's how our demographic works and he might not be as familiar, but like, that's the only place that I can provide you value at the moment. And if, legitimately, if any other time something else comes up, just like let me know. 
and I'm there. I think that's a really good example of like you when you have like expertise in a certain area being able to provide help. I don't think that's always the case. Like you're lucky enough to know enough about marketing that you could say like, hey, I could sit down with whoever and offer this up. But I think your second point was like hitting the nail on the head is like showing that you have some skin in the game and that you that you're going to put effort towards it. I think even if when you're mentoring someone or teaching them anything, if they don't care or like aren't trying on the other end, like it's very easy to be like, well, why, like, why the hell would I care what I'm teaching you if you're not going to care or try on that end? So I think like, I don't, I think it's, I think it's easy to get caught up in like, I can't provide the same value that they can provide to me. And I, I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think the way to look at it is, is what Bobby was saying is, from what I have and what I know, what value can I provide? Um, or what am I willing to offer? Like even going through and saying like, Hey, I can give you like, I went through and, and looked at these products. Here's the feedback that I have, or on a website, here's the feedback I have. Even if you're, that's not like your subject matter expertise, like you can sit down with someone and say like, Hey, I made this like three page plan for you. And I think this would be really beneficial from my point of view for you to enact. They could take it and say this is complete garbage, but at least they know like, wow, this person like put in the time to make this like three page, four page document or went through and like looked at my products, like looked at this stuff and was willing to have like the skin in the game to put the effort forth to do that. Like I'm much more willing to go talk to that person and say like, oh yeah, like they, they were try at least trying to help me. Um, I'm willing to do that rather than someone that comes to you kind of with nothing done and saying like, oh, like I'd love to provide you value, but there's nothing I could really do for you because... Like you're, you're on this pedestal. And I think that's a lot of the case, like very much so when you do first talk to mentors or, or get that relationship, it's easy to say like, wow, they're so far ahead. I think like half of, half of providing them value is showing that you have like are willing to put in the effort because you can learn things down the road. And they know that if you're willing to put in effort now, like once you do have those skills, people are much more willing to work with you down the road, build that relationship. Enjoy one more thing. I actually, I didn't remember this until right now because I was thinking about what did I do when I actually wasn't good at anything. And I started to think about one thing I did, I think, well, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think what actually worked for people was the fact that after a conversation, I did my homework. So we talk about specific topics and they would teach me things. And I would go look at how other experts did that same thing. And with the information I found from other experts, I'd put together like little pamphlets or things that I would send to my mentor and say, here, I know you really hit home on this topic. This is how like Elon Musk is doing it. This is how Tesla is doing it. This is how Google implements the same thing. I know it's not exactly the way you do it, but I just thought that it's really interesting and how maybe you guys could like you guys could add to how you're already doing something well. Like, don't take it the wrong way, but I just decided that it'd be really cool to explore it further, and I thought this would be really interesting for you. So, like, even though it might have not, it might not have been a value add, it was more of, like, I'm still providing them value by gathering data for them or, like, researching some stuff a little more in depth, and that's something anyone can do because there's an endless amount of information that you can give to someone, you know, to consume, which worked great when I didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, I agree with all that. Anything I would say at this point, be just repeating you guys. So I think the biggest thing for me is the effort, just showing an effort because you went to them or someone brought them to you and you're like, all right, be my mentor. I'm going to sit here 
help me, teach me something, do something for me. But actually showing effort, showing that you care, reaching out to them first and doing everything like that, I think that is probably the most valuable thing that you can do for them. So it's not like you're just sitting there wasting their time. So for you, all of you that do have mentors, do they consciously know they are your mentors? Or is it just a friendship that you look at them like, hey, you're my mentor? Or I mean, if so, if they do know you're or they're essentially your mentor like how long was it before you addressed it how long did it take for you to actually know they would be a good mentor did you just hop in right away knowing who you wanted to be like how did that how does that relationship look I mean for the people that I've had and I'm curious to hear what other people say on this because I think that's a good question I've I've never like formally addressed it as like you are my mentor um I think the initial conversation is usually like hey, I want to learn about X, Y, and Z. You're really good at X, Y, and Z for these reasons, and I would love to hear more about that. Um, or I'd like to hear more about your position in this for this reason. Um, so I think informally that's kind of a request to say like, hey, I would love to get your mentorship on this on this topic, on this idea. I have never, never personally or formally gone out and said like, you are my mentor. Um, even people that I've worked with for two, three, four years. Um, not that I think it's uncomfortable. I think it's just... For me, it is more naturally progressed in the fact of like, I consider it more of like a, a friendship. Like I, to me, I, I want to make those relationships as informal as possible because I think the more informal you can get, the more they're willing to tell you about like kind of like the the green around the edges um, and like seeing, seeing some of the things that maybe they wouldn't say in a more like professional formal environment, um, getting that like raw information out of people. Um, maybe failures that they don't want to talk about or um, smaller hurdles or small successes that they've had that they think have really progressed them that they might not say in a formal environment. So for me, really half my goal with mentorship is sitting down with someone and getting it to a point where it's not formal and you can just have a conversation with someone. And even if it wasn't like you didn't want to sit down and like pull a bunch of information from them, just like run things by them and say like, hey, I have this and this going on. Like, have you ever been in that situation? Um, I think that's a little tougher to do when it's like a very professional, formal environment. Um, not that it's impossible. Just for me, I, I, I get more like, not uncomfortable is the right word, but I just, I, I get a lot more out of the relationship when I feel like it's a, it's a friendship and it grew naturally rather than saying like, you are my mentor, but that's just like how I've approached it. And that works for me. And I, there, there might be very vastly different opinions on that. So I'd like to hear them. Each scenario is a little different. There is one instance where I, um, I went into it n wanting this person as a mentor and kind of making that known. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't right away that I mentioned it, but it was it was hey can we um, might meet up for coffee every X month or every every quarter or something like that and just kind of chat and then eventually I, I kind of brought out the more official word of mentorship um, just so. Um, this person was aware of kind of what I was looking for and that I was that I was taking this ser seriously and and wanted to gain some actual insight from these conversations and um, I think both both approaches of and, and then my, my other my other ones are more informal they're like Brady said nothing specific or formal has been said about hey will you be my mentor or nothing like that. It's more of just um, kind of reaching out and learning about 
kind of someone who has excelled in a place where you want to excel. And so I guess there's multiple approaches to that. And I think both can be beneficial depending on what you're looking for. It would be kind of weird. A lot of the time, I feel like that's more of a weird situation directly asking, will you be my mentor? Um, I feel like it would be a weird thing to ask right off the bat in like a first meeting or something like that. Just because I feel like you have to get a, a feel, a sense for, will this person be a good fit for you? Will you be a good fit for them? And you kind of have to do a trial period. And so I think that's, that's pretty important. Um, so before you kind of formally ask them, um, I would definitely run through that trial per period of, hey, can we meet up every now and then and just chat? Um, I'd love to know more about XYZ. Um, so those are kind of my relationship. Yep, I, I agree with that. Just piggybacking off off that really quick, um, thinking on it, I, I think the one place where it it does work and can work just fine when you just blatantly go out and say like, "Hey, I would like you to mentor me in this," is in professional environments. Like if you're working in a company and and someone's been there for like ten years and you're just starting, saying like, "Hey, I'd love your mentorship on how things work here, on how you got to where you are." Like I think that's a little bit different than when you're reaching to someone like outside of that kind of atmosphere because I think it's a much more common thing to say like hey we love your mentorship um, just based on like your your professional work I know I've heard this about you I've heard this about you um, so I think it does work in that case I still haven't really done that but I can, I can see how that that works a little bit more um, just just noting that and hearing that yeah I kind of already touched on mine a little bit before but um, just with my manager and stuff like I've never asked him I've kind of just given him that role in my professional and I guess kind of in my life too, just everything that he does. But I think, I don't think I ever will really ask him. Maybe like one day I'll be like, Hey, you know, I really appreciate everything you've been doing for me just to show him that like, or give him like some satisfaction that what he's doing for me as a manager is actually helpful. And not that I'm just showing up, going through the motions, and I'm actually taking stuff in and learning from him. Because I think just hearing that from anyone would make you feel pretty good and make you feel like you actually accomplished something at work in your role that you're doing and will help you in the future. So mine is actually a combo of both Brady's and Joey's. So I actually become pretty decent friends with the individuals that are going to mentor me beforehand. So... Yeah, we just become essentially close, like Brady was saying. It's very casual. It's very open. It really allows people to open up. But after a certain amount of time, if they are a good fit and we're close enough, I do go to that level of saying, can you be my mentor? And the only reason why I do that is because when we're just buddies or friends and we talk, like both of us go through these phases. I mean, we're both busy. They're way busier than me. But we go through phases where it's like, six months will go by and we don't meet up because like we're just friends and it's like you know whenever we get a chance we get a chance and we'll get together for coffee and we'll meet up and we'll figure things out but once we get close enough I always say like can this become a mentorship kind of like relationship and then they say sure and for a moment it's like awkward but they're like why why are you saying it like that now and I was like well because I actually want to define things in a mentorship role. Like I want to talk to your executive assistant and I want to be on your schedule quarterly. I want to have things that we discuss quarterly. And 
it'd be really valuable to me if we can time block that for each other and every single time we walk away from a meeting like I ask you for a few things and you ask me for a few things and we have those couple of months to complete those few things for each other so we actually can create greater value for both parties in this new mentorship role so we can kind of define some things that we want to accomplish so that's why I kind of do both I was listening to a podcast I can't remember um, who said this but um, it's called in it's it's helping you find a mentor it's called the note card exercise have you guys heard of it I had not and maybe it's some variation of something that's already out there um, so basically what you do is you put um, you have a bunch of note cards you put a name on each note card um, so for example one note card is who do you know that uh, excels at problem solving? You write someone's name down. Um, who have I worked with um, in the past month? Put a name on that card. Um, who has started their own business? Put a name on that card. Um, what casual relationships do I have that could have an impact on my career path? Put a name on that card. And what's nice about this is that you don't have just one person that you're going to for everything. You have all these different people that excel at certain things that you kind of hold value towards. And so some people might get overwhelmed or just stressed about the fact of how the heck do I find someone? Um, this is a good way of kind of divvying out what your values are, who are good, who excels at those values. And then when you reach out to that person, you can be specific about what you're looking towards and what you look up to about them is that specific value and you wish to learn more about that. Um, I thought that was one good concrete way of, of being able to find a mentor. I thought it was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. I love that. That's a formalized way of mentorship in different areas. I, I think that's really good. I've never heard of that, but really, really like that. I'm also a big fan. I'm a big fan of the note card method. I, I definitely don't use that method. But I think my method is not so structured. Mine is more like, wow, that person got my attention and I love everything their company stands for and I love the way that they built it. Not just from a standpoint of, I love that they made a lot of money. It's more like, holy cow, I love the way they treated their employees. I love the way they structured like, finances. I love the way they grew from city to city. I love their marketing strategy. Like this is an individual that is so well-rounded that he can teach me a lot about where my business should be going. So the people that I pick are legitimately just the individuals that have kind of gotten my attention and I focus on creating a relationship with them. And after we do a meeting or two, I, I would assume, I think it's pretty natural for everyone, but it's just very natural and easy to figure out if that's gonna be a good relationship or not. Like after two meetings or so, you kind of sit there and you're like, wow, this is going nowhere because this has just been super blah. Or it's like, wow, we had, we scheduled 30 minutes and we went 60 or 90. So like, this is somebody that will work well. So that's just kind of how I structure finding mentors. And like, I, I would say I have like five legit mentors that I count on. 
and I've probably run through 50 or 60 of them. I think I've legitimately sat down with that many people that have really been people I wanted to get to know, and the other 55 of them just didn't quite work. You treat it like dating. Yeah. First dates, you know, there's no chemistry. No, I mean, but that's true. Your, your mentor is, you should pick a mentor that's going to be with you for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, just like you pick an accountant that should be with you for a long time. Like, if you're building a company, your lawyer, your attorney should be with you forever. Like, these are just like little pieces of running a company that essentially will set you apart and allow you to succeed at a much, much quicker pace. I think that's actually a good uh, ending point for the whole mentorship talk, if you guys yeah. agree. Unless I agree. you guys have more stuff to touch on, but I think we pretty much hit every section of it, which is great. Yes. Cool. Then, Brandon, you want to do the wrap, and then we'll do our second part. All right, everyone. That is our episode on mentorship. We hope you got something out of that. Uh, look out for all the social media stuff. We're going to be posting on that to give the highlights. Um, I believe this whole episode was a highlight in itself, but we'll give out the key stuff for social media. So look out for that. Yeah, we got a lot of things coming up here. We're going to record our next uh, meeting here after this. So that'll be coming out on Tuesday. Check that out. Get excited for that. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think about it. If you guys have any topics that you want us to discuss, let us know and we'll get to that. Thank you for listening and have a great week.